0: This is Unfortunate History. Hey everybody, this is Cody Pennington and this is Greg Skinner. And welcome to Unfortunate History, where a podcast that covers wacky, interesting and unfortunate moments in history. And boy, what a week. <laughs> what a week. Um yeah, we've we've had a few technical
1: difficulties since, you know, well, with the last episode, didn't we?
0: Yeah, um I mean, I don't remember what happened with the first time we tried to record it. Um, I think there was an issue with scheduling and then well because people don't realize we're adults, you know <laughs> we
1: we have jobs and shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we, we we do things um throughout the week uh, a lot of things i I manage like two businesses, and Greg works full time as well, and it's like a long yeah, the scheduling kind of throws a lot of wrenches into the into the um and plus I have a baby coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's that's kind of a big one. I suppose you left that so light.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, the scheduling is going to get so much more crazy. But then I messed up and I didn't record Craig's microphone, which is <laughs> such a I, I it's such a like amateur mistake. I mean, I, I I've done so much. I, I went to school for audio engineering, and I've I have so much experience with audio engineering, and I I didn't turn his mic on (laughs) (laughs) it
1: probably would have been a better episode without me you should have released it
0: (laughs) the only issue is that like i was talking and then i would wait for a response and then i kind of heard on the audio tracks i hear you in my ear saying something so i'm like yeah and then this happened and then then." what do you think greg (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's what happened so we apologize or well, i apologize it's not greg's fault but i apologize to the listeners that we didn't have an episode last week i suppose it was a blessing in disguise um i guess we 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 kind of needed the break i suppose
1: it does get a bit hectic sometimes especially with you know like you said earlier we we are adults essentially <laughs> well via age wise we are both adults technically yeah. so um yeah um maybe we did need the break a little bit but we're back On all all cylinders now.
0: This episode will be coming out on Monday, so if you're listening to this right now, it is Monday, or whenever you decide to listen to the episode. But then we said we were going to release an extra episode for the week to catch up, and we will be releasing that on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. which I'm actually really excited about. It's a good one. But today, today is from the previous episode. I did say we were going to talk about Vikings, so today we are going to look into the more brutal side of Viking history. Although you would kind of argue that all of Viking history is probably pretty brutal.
1: I was just thinking that isn't a whole thing to be, you know, fucking brutal. The whole, you know, pillaging and the raping of places and stuff like that. That's pretty brutal subject matter.
0: It is brutal subject matter, but I hope when we go into more detail on Vikings, we can discuss more of the... The facts surrounding them, other than just raping and pillaging and stuff, because that actually <laughs> wasn't the only thing to Vikings, uh, uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough, actually.
1: Um, I like eating out, going to the cinema, and <laughs> raping and pillaging. That's just my, my hobbies.
0: <laughs> well, no, actually, quite a few of the voyages to England, actually, for Vikings, wasn't necessarily just to rape and pillage. Sometimes, quite a few times, actually, they would go over to offer themselves as mercenaries to the English. So they would say, oh. if you have a war going on, we'll help you fight it if you just pay us money. So they were basically, you know, swords for hire. But then I, I suppose at a certain point, some of them just got bored with that and just said, we could probably just cut out the middleman quite literally <laughs> and just <laughs> grab the money ourselves. Still, that's a pretty
1: good, you know, Trump card to pull out your back pocket and it like, oh, we're, we're losing a war to what, what? Yeah, was this who was who was england at war at probably you know the french or the spanish or something we've always been at war with them oh you know we, we, we're on the back foot a bit have some fucking vikings yeah,
0: exactly you know? but if you don't have them if you deny them you pretty much just lose your stuff like they just kind of take it but were, were, were they like the original mob Like <laughs> they're basically running a protection racket yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a thousand years ago. Look. Great callback to the Kray twins. Fantastic, fantastic callback, yeah. Listen, uh, you
1: slags, if you don't want some fucking Vikings, you slags, <laughs> you're going to get your year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, before we start in the episode, let me just confess that I was truly not prepared for the amount of research that was necessary in the entire Viking category. I didn't know exactly how detailed the area of history was but it it is a very very detailed area (laughs) of history I mean some of the books well they're called sagas which we'll discuss in a moment but the sagas I've been reading are well over 80 chapters some of them are incredibly long and this was really surprising to me so for this particular episode we will not be basing it on a specific Viking in history because it would be four or five episodes i mean we 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 have to i need time to whittle that information down whenever something's called like
1: a saga you know it's just gonna be way too fucking long <laughs> yeah. for an hour long podcast like the word saga it's too much it's too much
0: yeah and it's only a four-letter word and you think oh it they, they can't be that, <laughs> that bad it's just gonna have a little bit of prose and poems and stuff yeah and then no it literally tells you what color their shoes were at a certain battle <laughs> in that certain year,
1: like each letter in the word saga represents ten thousand words in the actual saga.
0: Yeah, it's not fun. It's it, they are they're interesting reads, but they also can be quite dry. So I will need time to to whittle that down into a specific Viking from history. We've got a couple of specific Vikings from history that we will be looking into. Um, but this episode will not be based on a Viking. Instead, it will actually be based on some of the gruesome torture tactics that the Vikings were said to have used or have used upon them. So that's that's quite interesting, Arthur, because typically, well, there there
1: is well, there's a lot of documented torture tactics, and they are typically. Or oh, from what I see, like, it's typical like, medieval British tactics that use, like, the uh torture methods to torture people and get information and essentially just execute people. You don't really hear too much about the, the Scandinavian tactics of this sort of thing, really.
0: Yeah, I don't I, – I mean, I think the medieval Britain tactics were probably well documented, and they were mm-hmm. also used very regularly.
1: Oh, all the time. Literally, if you, if you took, like, a potato – without paying for it that's that's a handgun you know what i mean
0: yeah and then that hand is firmly shoved right up your ass (laughs) (laughs) you you have to and that's it that's your life from now on hand ass that's hand (laughs) ass mcgee over there he stole a piece of bread
1: (laughs) at least you get it back
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well like i said i think it was because british torture tactics were a lot more documented in this time in sagas in that, um, like, like I said, we'll go into more, de- uh, more details in just a moment on sagas, but they're more about, um, specific people in history. So they talk about these sagas and then introduce these torture tactics within that person's story, not necessarily writing, these are our torture tactics. It's more about, (laughs) this is the person's story and this torture tactic just so happens to be mentioned within this saga. And that's how the Viking torture tactics were discovered is through these random stories that people just meticulously went through and said, oh, okay, this is a torture tactic. We need to write about this. We need to include (laughs) this in a TV show. This is nuts. This is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, oh my God. (laughs) Now, Also, as you can imagine, uh, this episode will probably be a bit more graphic, and I know that our previous episode, Dolphine Lurie, was graphic in itself, and I don't like to release multiple graphic episodes in a row, because I know some people just don't like listening to them, but I'm gonna have to break that trend, because I was just... uh, You know what? I failed. I failed in doing a deep dive into a specific Viking, so I apologize for that, but we were gonna be breaking our graphic episode trend, and today will be graphic, so please... Just know you should probably put in headphones or not have your kids listen to this And, with you. and if
1: you don't like it, you should probably just grow up. I'm only joking. It's <laughs> perfectly reasonable to not like it.
0: Greg, I think we have more than enough fans to start losing them, so don't...
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, you can fuck up. I'm joking, guys. I'm really
0: joking. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the um, specific torture tactics, let's discuss a bit of torture from history. Torture actually has been documented throughout history for the longest time. And I literally mean that. Apparently, some of the earliest notations of legal torture are found in the Sumerian Code of Urnamu, who is who was a king way, way, way back in the 21st century BC. That's longer than, that's like a thousand years prior to the Bible being written. That's a long time to be torturing people.
1: Yeah, it is because that's that's quite interesting because i always associated quite a lot of torture with like the Crusades and you know Christianity.
0: Well, yeah, of course.
1: So even before like religion, I suppose they must have had their own gods. But I've always associated that sort of like like I was saying earlier, like, the medieval times of like, British history. A lot of a lot of that was apparently in you know the name of God christian oh, yeah. god absolutely so I suppose-
0: well i think the co- uh, the sumerian code of urnamu i think he was a an egyptian king um hang on a second let me just make sure that's right it sounds mayan uh, that's,
1: that's just a random guess it sounds like maybe a mayan sort of thing but i might be totally off
0: um looks like it's uh holy shit <laughs> 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 i don't even understand any of these words um mesopotamia hmm <laughs> Where's that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went hmm then as if to say I understood. I have no fucking idea. I was like, hmm,
0: that's interesting. It's like Iraq, Baghdad. to oh, so the um, Middle East. Middle East. Okay. Yeah. Um so no, uh no, I apologize. He was uh not Egyptian. He was in the from the Middle East. So that's where that originally came from. And actually, I believe that's also uh around the area where the Bible was discovered mm. as well. So. I suppose would you say um
1: like around those times, again, we're going back to my, my Mayan sort of mention there, would, would would have sacrificial killings be counted as torture? Because I can imagine them being quite torturous, or was that just something different?
0: I think there's a difference there between sacrificial torture and just a sacrifice. If you were to sacrifice someone to something, like if, uh, say, the Mayans or another type of ancient tribe or ancient people were to sacrifice someone to a god, I don't think it's necessarily meant. To torture the person. Mm. It might have been. There might have been certain ceremonies where the person was meant to be in a large amount of pain, but I think it was more about providing the sacrifice to the god. Yeah. But I don't know if it was meant as a punishment.
1: I can picture someone's heart, your heart being cut out while you've been alive, being pretty torturous.
0: It would be torturous to have your heart cut out, but I believe (laughs) that the torture side of it was a byproduct. I don't think it was meant to say this person needs to be in as much pain as we could possibly cause them. It's more about Mm -hmm. the God wants his heart, so we should probably give the God his heart. And then that was kind of it. It wasn't a connection between this person needs to be in pain.
1: Mm. It's on the spectrum, but it's not what we're talking about today.
0: No. So like we were saying, or like we have been saying, there is references to torture everywhere. The Bible, the Quran, even the CIA employment manuals. Torture has been widely used for forever. But like we said... We will be concentrating more on Viking torture today. Now, what we will be discussing are three particularly brutal forms of torture that the Vikings were said to have used at least once or at least have used upon them at least once. These three are the Hung meat, the Fatal Walk, and the very widely known and disturbing Blood Eagle.
1: I I know of the Blood Eagle. Yes. I know of that one.
0: Quite a few people know the Blood Eagle, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, the hung meat is not what you think it is. I, if you're thinking brutal, I think it's probably chopping the penis off and hanging it in there above <laughs> the mantle or something. But that is not what the hung meat is.
1: Like chopping it off and then like dangling a rope off their forehead, so that their <laughs> own penis is like slapping against the mouth whenever they walk or something like that.
0: Like a horse with a carrot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want it back. It's following.
0: Give it back. It. Give it back. <laughs> put it back on. Put it
1: back on. I need that.
0: Oh God. No, that's not what the hung meat is. Now, for this first torture tactic, the hung meat, we'll have to go to the saga. Who I'll try to get this right. Hravenkell's saga Fröskora.
1: Oh, that was good. <laughs> I like that. That was Viking <laughs> as fuck.
0: That, that was good. This particular saga covers the struggles between chieftains and farmers in the east of Iceland in the 10th century. In this particular saga, the saga's protagonist, Hravenkell, is outlawed at a certain point in the story. I believe this was because he killed a man who rode his horse without his permission, but I'm not entirely sure.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a harsh punishment.
0: Yeah, fair enough though. Don't ride my my. You know, you can ride my wife, but you can't ride my horse.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just imagine like imagine like someone like oh someone just gets in your car and takes it round the block and then fuck that no you're dead you're dead
0: <laughs> and you just literally squish their head like out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Now, either way, Ravenkel was made an outlaw, and the punishment for being an outlaw, or being outlawed, was that all of his property that he owned became forfeit to him. So he had to give up everything he owned, and it's usually against your will. So there's like Viking bailiffs. Like. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, obviously, Ravenkel was a very powerful man, otherwise Asaka probably wouldn't have been written about him. Mm-hmm. Now, without any form of police force, the collection of his property had to be done under pretty different circumstances. Apparently, a group of men, who I suppose you would refer to as the Viking bailiffs, broke into his home and captured him. And then all of the members of his group, this totaled up to about eight men. So Kravinkel and his seven other men, I believe it was, were all captured. Then all of the men had their hands tied behind their backs. And the group of Viking bailiffs, they broke into a nearby store and took some ropes out. Then, in an oddly inventive way of thinking, they decided to draw their knives and pierced the men's heels behind the tendons. Ugh. They then pulled the ropes through the holes, and finally they threw the ropes over a beam in Ravenkel's home and strung all the men up together, suspended in the air. Oh, did, how, how much weight can an Achilles heel take? I don't understand. Oh, is it the Achilles tendon? How, how much weight can that take? Um, I think I read this, and I think it's eight times the human body weight. Fuck off! Hang on. Have you ever seen like, kind of off topic
1: but on topic? Have you ever seen like the videos of an athlete, like a sprinter, and you see the Achilles heel snap?
0: Yeah, it rolls up like a like a measuring tape
1: in like slow motion. Like uh, that's so hard to believe that I can take that much weight. Really?
0: Yeah, it can it can take quite a bit of weight. I think it's eight times the human body weight. But if I'm wrong, I'd love to hear your uh your corrections. So just email us at info at unfortunatehistory.com. Now, I can't imagine where the idea for the hung meat came from. I'm sure there was just some really weird guy that was with the Viking bailiffs thinking, "Hmm, maybe we should just stab their ankles. Something like some weird dude just really just throwing it out there. But funnily enough... This torture didn't actually kill Hravenkel, or his men, I believe. I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure on his men, but it definitely didn't kill Hravenkel.
1: What, did they, did they let him go after they took the stuff?
0: Well, yeah, it was actually only used to subdue him while his property was taken. That's such a waste of effort. Like, just tie him up. I know, yeah. What, what? Yeah, You had the rope anyway. <laughs> Why did you go through all the effort of <laughs> stringing him up? You could have just tied him up. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, he was released. And uh, I think the quote is, he was released to live in his newly received poverty or something like that
1: and, and lack of heal or something yeah like that.
0: yeah well i'm sure it healed up quite well actually because if they didn't pierce the tendon it's just kind of a straight through um straight through injury i suppose However, apparently Hravenkel goes on to take revenge on the people that did this to him. I don't know the details on that because I couldn't read the entire saga.
1: Did did he strangle them with his outstretched Achilles tendon?
0: I would hope so. I would only hope that he did. (laughs) Now, I won't discuss the details of the saga, but if you want to read the full saga, just Google Hravenkel Saga Froskoda. I won't tell you how to spell it, so good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. Now, on to our next bit of... uh, Pretty gruesome torture. This one is a bit more gruesome and was actually meant to kill the victim. For this, we have to look to the Nile saga. I believe that's how I pronounced it. There's a J in there somewhere, but uh, I pronounced it's pronounced Nile. Now, in this saga, one of the Vikings was put to a pretty brutal torture. Brodich was a Viking mercenary present at the famous Battle of Clontarf in Ireland. Uh, you know that battle. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Oh yeah, the, e- easily everyone knows about the Battle of Klonarth.
0: Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it sounds. It doesn't sound like a battle. It sounds like it a, sounds
1: like I think it sounds like the name of an alien.
0: I think it sounds like a really aggressive meeting. Like they
1: were just there. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Clontarf. Take a seat.
0: Yeah, sit down, sit down. And then somebody just ends up dying. And then they and then they turn it into this huge thing. <laughs> but it really wasn't even a battle. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this battle, apparently Brodish was responsible for the death of an Irish king. Uh it was named, he was named King Brian, which, you yeah. <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> it's a bit different to Klondarf. Well, whatever. Breish, yeah, Brodish, Breishka or whatever. Brodish, it is.
0: Klontarf, and brian <laughs>
1: <laughs> the free amigo yeah <laughs> i'll just picture like these two like big viking men and then just brian like this <laughs> typical average five foot nine Irish I just Irish dude with a, you know what in i mean a, in a
0: tracksuit, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: hey, with I a go. cigarette and a bottle of fucking vodka or something like
0: <laughs> we're going a bit Russian here aren't we Well, Brodish was not actually the main character of the saga. I believe that was Niall. Niall? Niall. Niall, yeah. Whoever was... uh, Normally, the saga is named after the main protagonist. So, Brodish was actually just a secondary character. Well, once he killed the Irish High King Brian, uh, (laughs) word was sent to some prominent Irish soldiers who were part of the attack, but they had, uh, after the attack, they had left. But then a messenger had been sent to them to tell them who had actually been responsible for King Brian's death. Once they found out it was Brodish, they went out to find him. And once he was found, he and his men were overpowered, and he was captured. Now, this form of torture quite literally makes your stomach turn. You see, Brodish was made to stand next to a tree. (laughs) (laughs) oh my
1: god nature
0: (laughs) he really liked computers man he didn't like (laughs) being now Now, while he was standing next to this tree his stomach was slit open worse arguably worse arguably worse than standing (laughs) next to a tree and then a portion of his intestine was then pulled from the open wound in his stomach and attached to a limb on the tree He was then guided around the tree until his intestines were all pulled from his stomach, and he was said to have lived up until all of his intestines had been removed. Jesus. A bit of a fun fact, actually. A fun fact, I guess. Uh, A person can actually survive a good while if their intestines are removed from the body, even up to a few hours.
1: Um. made me think... It took me back to my childhood for a second there. Not that I was, you know, stood next to a tree and what's the word, you know, gutted. But um, do you ever know, have you ever heard of the gamer? It's called, I think over here, it's called swing ball. It's, it's where you put like a metal rod in the ground and there's a tennis ball attached to a rope. And your idea is to get it down to the bottom or the top. I don't know what it's called in America. But I don't remember the name of it. I think you guys do it with like a volleyball rather than a tennis ball and rackets, but it's it reminds, it's like a human version of that. <laughs> like It's just like a computer. Just like two dudes like patting this dude at each of them. Like the first one to the bottom or the top wins.
0: Uh, so uh, actually, it's called tetherball in America.
1: Tetherball, yeah. It's, it's it's literally it's human tetherball.
0: Yeah. Um. Actually, I say it. I think at one point, um, it was noted that he had fallen because he was in so much pain, and then the guy that was guiding him just kind of helped him to his feet. And just kept on, kind of like a toddler learning to walk. Just like, let's go, come on.
1: <laughs> but I, I just picture this dude, like, you know, like Rocky's corner man in the films. Come on, Rocco! <laughs> gets him back up and just keeps gardening around this tree while his organs...
0: <laughs> he's just... <laughs> <"Agy.">
1: <laughs> you know, Sylvester Stallone does you know, often sound like a man who's having his entrails pulled out.
0: Yeah, constantly. (laughs) Now, again, I'm not exactly sure how this type of torture even came about. Honestly, it's pretty much, if I were to think about it, it's the last thing I would do in the situation. (laughs) Swing
1: ball, man. They've looked in the garden, seen that bit of metal going rusty and gone, I could do that to a person.
0: I don't think that's what they did. I feel there's, (laughs) there's so much planning to go into something like this. There's so much, like... I suppose on the ride to to catch Brodish, the the two prominent Irish soldiers were just thinking, "Hmm, like what what can we possibly do?" I just feel like <laughs> I feel like the Irish, compared to the Vikings, they were like quite nerdy, you know. I just feel like that's <laughs> so. Like, how does that even come? I suppose it's just being uh, ingenious, or oh, like,
1: maybe it's just being bored. Yeah,
0: that could be it. I suppose.
1: What could we use? What's over there? Let's look at let's. Observe our surroundings to see what we have at our disposal. So we've got a tree. We have a Viking. He has organs. How can we combine those things?
0: No, you see, those group of things would never make me think, oh, cut him open and attach a bit of him to a tree. Like, it just doesn't... (laughs) that, That does not compute to me. Like, I just don't think that would happen. I feel like if I were to, like, torture somebody, I'd probably just you know tie brodish up and then just do like have somebody poke him with a really <laughs> sharp needle in the same exact place over and over and over and over for days <laughs> i think that's how about it that's like as far as my torture would go but i feel like that would be more i think that would be more grueling than just a quick death with with your entrails can you imagine just sitting there with a needle on your on the tip of your nose just like ding 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 ding, and you're like well, he, all you have
1: to do for me i'll just <laughs> i'll totally just sit there and talk him talk to him about things that I find interesting and he will wish for death after two hours.
0: Subscribe to my podcast. Subscribe to my podcast. Have you,
1: have you heard my podcast? We do socks and t-shirts and everything. Listen to his Here's episode one. Here's episode two. Here's episode three. Just <laughs> play it to him.
0: Just kill me! Buy my, buy my merch. Buy my merch. Buy my merch. Have you heard my podcast? Have you heard my podcast?
1: She finds a way to break his own neck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, finally, we're going to move on to our... arguably the most famous torture tactic used by the Vikings, the Blood Eagle. Now, this was very likely made famous by the Vikings television show, which um, I won't spoil anything. I've not seen the entire show anyways. I'm only in, like, season two, so I've I've not seen a lot of it. But let's just say that the Blood Eagle is used in the show, and Mm -hmm. it's somewhat accurate, somewhat. Now, I will say that the Blood Eagle is... Um, let's make up a word. It's absolutely torturific,
1: torturific, good word, good word. Did you just make that up,
0: yeah, yeah, it's on brand, very on brand yes. <laughs> um, but actually talking or going back to what you were asking Greg earlier about was the torture maybe a ritualized torture and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. This, I would argue, was a ritualized torture, but it's not necessarily a ritualized torture. It's more so a ritualized execution because there was absolutely no way that someone would recover from the blood eagle like they would from the hung meat.
1: Mm-hmm. Look, it, it, it's I know about this one, so it, it, it's, gru- it's very gruesome. Not a good way to go.
0: As opposed to the previous two torture tactics, the blood eagle is actually discussed multiple times in multiple sagas. So actually uh a quick mention to the validity of these torture tactics. This would mean that it is the most likely of our three torture tactics from this episode to be taken as hardcore fact, which you'll see in a moment is absolutely terrifying. I mean that's crazy, but it is very likely to have been an actual torture tactic that the Vikings did use.
1: So it's pretty safe to say that this legitimately happened to people this happened to somebody
0: yeah you know what i'm just gonna say it there's no fucking way that you guys could uh, tell whether it did or didn't happen you don't know so it did happen <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> <laughs> listen to us listen to us and believe what we fucking say yeah go ahead and try to figure out to go ahead and 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 research it and tell me it didn't happen go ahead <laughs> just- <laughs> yeah. let's see how well you do
1: why don't you start a podcast and try and put in the research you think you're so good if you think you're so clever you fucking do it then
0: just start an anti-unfortunate history podcast that's literally based on every episode we do and just correcting everything we do
1: you know and any attentions good attention you know
0: yeah i suppose so now i don't know exactly what had to occur for someone to be unlucky enough to be subjected to the blood eagle but it would likely have to have been a very serious offense I won't say what offenses people committed in the Vikings TV show because that would contain a a ton of spoilers, but just know that the offenses in the show were actually particularly bad. Mm -hmm. Now, when a person is subjected to the Blood Eagle, they are placed on their knees and their arms are restrained, normally to the sides. So up and out to the sides. Now, the person in charge, which we'll just call the torturer, the torturer... Uh, Well, it's the person in charge of the ritual, I guess you could say, but we'll call him, I don't think a her ever did it. <laughs> I'm going to say that as fact as well. It was only guys. Uh, <laughs> the torturer, as the person is restrained, he would then take a knife to the victim's back. Now the torturer would begin cutting into the victim's skin while carving the shape of an eagle into their flesh. And that's where the eagle comes from in the name.
1: Is that Because that, that, that right? I always thought that the blood eagles, they called it the blood eagle because they'd just carve the back open and then attach the carved back flaps to like the arms. So it'd almost look like wings.
0: That's only from a TV show. Oh, really, is it? Yeah, that's only from a TV show. That's not oh. that's not how it's described in the sagas. This in the sagas, the actual eagle comes from the torturer carving the shape of an eagle into the person's flesh in their back. But while they're carving the flesh, they're also splitting the skin of the back deep enough to expose the victim's rib cage and spine. Okay. And then the skin on the back is actually separated. And then their ribs would each then be individually separated from the spine one after the other from the top to bottom. The ribs are then removed, exposing the victim's organs, most notably the lungs. And for the final tidbit, the torturer reaches into the victim's rib cage from behind and removes the victim's lungs through their back.
1: Jesus, that must fucking... So, so it's like you're wearing your own lungs as a backpack, really, isn't it? Like...
0: Well, so uh, we will just... Dis- I don't want to discuss anything about the TV show um
1: i've not seen the tv show personally i've only seen a bit of the first series
0: okay well we'll we'll just say uh, if you want to watch vikings just don't listen to this part um if you don't want this to be spoiled but obviously we just described the torture tactic so it's going to be similar to that anyways we're not going to tell you who it was on or anything like that but in the show they stretch out the skin and then make it look like the person is an eagle that's not necessarily what is describing the saga the blood eagle the only thing that references an eagle during the actual thing is the carving of the eagle into the back after that they don't try to ritualize and and make the person look like look like an eagle it's just described as the carving
1: See, that's mad because i was googled image this and um i did get kind of best of both worlds i got a lot of imagery of Whitey it'd be like where they've literally took the skin off and attached it to the arm so it looks like he's got wings. But there is also the one where, not doing that, they are literally just cutting his back open,
0: I suppose, in the shape of an eagle and just, again, pulling lungs out. It, obviously, it's all, it's all drawings, but... I don't think that the... I think the carving of the eagle and the splitting of the back are two separate things. So they carve the eagle um, with the knife and then split the back. So, okay so like okay. the first the first tidbit is like you're getting an image just carved into your back and then your skin is split and then it's torn apart then your ribs are removed then your leg uh, lungs are removed so at least before
1: they take your lungs out you're getting a pretty sweet tattoo like yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> look at my sick eagle <laughs> then yeah. out uh, come the lungs look
0: <laughs> oh god oh man that, that it sounds uh terrifying like we said earlier it's it's Pretty interesting to remember that this particular tactic was the most widely discussed throughout all of the Norwegian sagas. Um, It's actually discussed in there multiple times that people had this done to them. And actually, uh, the people that it's done to in the Viking show is very accurate um, to the actual sagas as well. Um, There's a particular person from the TV show um i don't uh you know it's just a person in the tv show has it done to them um maybe a couple of people i'm not 100% sure but it's actually um it is actually s- historically accurate to the sagas on who received this torture tactic but um the circumstances on when they receive it might be different from the sagas so
1: it well in this podcast it doesn't matter when they had it as long as it happened you know?
0: <laughs> yeah i suppose so you know we I I say all this like it's like somebody is meticulously looking through all the sagas right now while listening to us just to prove (laughs) us wrong. But I feel like nobody cares that much. (laughs) No, they're just listening to get through the Monday blues. Oh, you know what? That's true.
1: I hope you guys are doing all right. Yeah, man. I know it's Monday, but tomorrow's Tuesday. And the day after, that's Wednesday. Then it's Thursday. And then Friday, baby. That's the week done. So, Monday, you've got covered because you got us. You got us to keep you entertained. The rest of the week, you're on your own. But you might actually might get a lighter episode this week because we're doing two this week. So, you know, are, yeah. good for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that was our elementary corner of the podcast. Greg's <laughs> elementary corner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the most knowledge I've dropped in this podcast. What today's, the days of the week today's are. Today's Monday
0: <laughs> and then Tuesday and then <laughs> Wednesday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll be covering the ABCs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, as we can see from these previous colorful examples, torture has been used in many different and hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. Interesting ways. Oh, well, it's definitely it's definitely
1: interesting. We can't get in trouble for calling it interesting. It's interesting as fuck. I don't want it, I don't want it to happen to me. But I do like reading about people and discussing how horribly people have died in the past
0: yeah i suppose so yeah but to that point let's not forget that these tactics are used for the sole purpose of hurting people they are meant to inflict some sort of pain although it may not always be physical Mm -hmm. Um, and we should never forget the fact that it's still in use today to this day which we can all agree is pretty unfortunate and that's the story of Viking torture, at least a small uh, story of Viking torture. If you want to learn more, just Google some of the sagas and and sift through as much as you possibly
1: can. <laughs> I'm trying. I was just thinking. I know there's a lot of modern torture techniques. I know the CIA. The CIA use things such as the. Um, I think it's called the belly slap, which is just. A slap on the belly. that That's a thing. And the whole, what is it, playing music, playing metal music for 24 hours, well, or something like a week straight so people can't sleep. But I, it has got me thinking, when do you think the last person was to be bloody eagled? Even though it's a Viking torture, I reckon still to this day, someone somewhere, pe- people still get bloody eagled.
0: Yeah, it might be. Who knows? Yeah, and to your point of saying the uh, CIA uses, um, like... Heavy metal, that sort of thing. Yeah, sleep deprivation is a widely known useful torture tactic that keeps... Well, it's it's still physical in a way, but um, a torture tactic that doesn't involve physical interaction. Um, sleep deprivation is known to be very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, when I, when I was in the military and when I did uh, my very first day, Jesus Christ, when I did my first day of basic training... And I arrived late than later than anybody else. And I arrived there at three three thirty or four a.m. and walked right in. They had to wake up the drill sergeant, who really didn't like being woken up by me, um, <laughs> because he had to greet me. And then he yelled at me for a bit, spit on my lip, and then sent me to bed. And I, he, well, he made me shave. So at three thirty in the morning, I'm <laughs> shaving this goatee off. But I had bought these single blade razors. And I'm, like, furiously trying to shave off this really thick goatee with this single-blade razor. I'm cutting myself everywhere. And, like, he's like, go, 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 go. And I'm like, I can't, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I can't I can't get the – finally, I'm bleeding all over my face. My face is shaven. I get to bed at, like, 4.30. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go to sleep. And I'm bleeding all over my pillow like I had just gotten into a fight with, <laughs> with Edward Scissorhands. And then he wakes us up at, like, 5 a.m., and everybody else has had like maybe four or five, six hours of sleep. And I had 30 minutes. And I wake up, they make us go outside, run two miles, do uh, huge amounts of push ups and sit ups. And I'm like very unhealthy at that point in my life. And I'm, I'm <laughs> bleeding from my face, like, please make this. Hand. And then <laughs> it's about 10 a.m. I'm picking up my, um, I'm picking up all of my, uniforms and stuff in this giant duffel bag to make you get all your stuff it weighs like 80 to 100 something odd pounds something like that uh in this giant duffel bag throw it on your back and we have to stand in this awful texas heat over 100 degrees so over what 35 40 something like that degrees um celsius and we're standing there for about 40 minutes or so just all at attention standing there with this huge pack on our backs and i swear to god Because of the sleep deprivation, I felt like I had been there for two weeks. I swear to God, and I had only been there for about six hours. I swear to God, I thought I was like halfway done with my training. I had another two months left.
1: <laughs> See, I thought, like, listen to that, I must have lived such a privileged life because my only experience of sleep depression is usually to do with alcohol and other substances that have kept me up <laughs> till six in the morning. And I wake up like, oh God, I feels like I've been away for two weeks at my own expense.
0: <laughs> Man. I understand the hang – like the drinking, um, sleep deprivation and all that stuff and going into work after – passing out drunk at like three in the morning and stuff like oh, that.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. I, 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 I would rather be bloody eagle than go to work with some of the hangovers I've had.
0: Oh, mate, I went into a hospital to treat patients. With, <laughs> which I don't do it anymore, but I was I was a nurse assistant or medical you know assistant. If, if so. With
1: some of the hangovers I've had, I would have gone straight for the morphine for myself.
0: <laughs> oh, man, it's like you get an IV and that, that cures you right there. But talking about torture tactics, sleep deprivation is huge huge. and
1: It it is a lot worse than it sounds. um, Well, I mean, if
0: you deprive somebody for sleep for two days, I mean, they'll start... I mean, their their mental functions are shutting down at that point. You know, you can't... I mean, if it's one day, your mental functions are already shutting down. But by two, three days, you don't know what is happening and you just cannot get your head straight. And it's an awful feeling, terrible mm, feeling. mm. But, you know us air force <laughs>
1: it's all good until you find like the one taliban metalhead who happens to love metallica and it's just it's been headbanging for like three days straight and not and he had he shows no sign of letting up yeah like, no. yeah, yeah, like, yeah i love st Saint anger st Saint anger's a great album
0: oh god kill him kill him now <laughs> he's immortal
1: <laughs> how can you stand that snare drum no
0: or like and justice for all and be like all right you need to. I want you to. I want you to write out the bass notes in this album. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, and Justice for All is notorious for um, Lars Orich taking out the entire bass guitar. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> one of many brilliant Lars Ulrich audiers.
0: God, what a what a prick!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind him. Go on, you know what? Let, let Lars do Lars. He deserves a he's an. Hang on, that kind of fits in with what we're doing because he's what Danish. That's yeah, yeah. Sc- Scandinavian. He's probably got Viking heritage, even though he's a very little man.
0: Well, he doesn't deserve it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Metallica as a band. I just don't like Lars Ulrich. Um, <laughs> not a, many
1: people not many people do and you no. know what he doesn't He doesn't give a shit
0: he doesn't man he's like oh uh, you need to stop illegally downloading my music so I can have my gold-plated hot tub yeah. like,
1: <laughs> did, you, did you did you just go South Park kind of yeah it's a gold-plated jet ski or something like that oh anyway. is it
0: oh um, I thought that was uh, Kanye West or something wanting to no
1: I'm sure it's, it's the Napster episode where he goes like, look this is Lazorik. look how upset he is like, he can't
0: afford his ne- fourth holiday home yeah, yeah he
1: can't afford to put <laughs> Gold-plated jet skis or something like that. Anyway,
0: well, this is a giant segment we can cut out. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to the Viking uh, Viking torture. Everybody, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, let's go into more of housekeeping now. Like some information about the sh- uh, the show that I want you guys to know about. First of all, we uh, have passed three thousand downloads, and we're moving very steadily up to four thousand. So we're actually getting upwards to our goal, which is pretty crazy. All
1: right. Go on, people. Yeah, that's
0: really really cool. I mean, we are actually going up to um my goal which it didn't seem obtainable, you know, 90 days ago, but we are very quickly heading heading up to what we were what we were shooting for. So, thank you guys so much for listening and please just keep telling your friends and family, um share it with your friends. We like I always say I hate social media and I'm and I I would rather just Kind of uh, hope that you guys would enjoy the show enough to show your friends and family that's the my hope is that you know you can help us get a grassroots uh, movement for people listening and stuff and, and and obviously people are more likely to listen if you tell them and we don't have the money to invest in the show to put it on huge networks and advertise on huge shows so I mean what we what we can do is just ask you guys to share it with people and help us mm-hmm. grow steadily like you are doing and thank you so much for everything you've done thus far and um i might uh for the next episode i might uh might release a um uh promo code where you can get money off of your your merch orders if you want to order anything so We'll do that, and uh, but thank you guys so much. We really do appreciate it.
1: Like I say, it really does show that the you know the work's going in, and the, the viewership is going up, and with um, the listenership. Uh, yeah, listenership's going up, and um, honestly, I'm planning on releasing a guide of how to find a friend who does all the work, and then you can ride their coattails. So just do what I do and find yourself a Cody, and um, he'll do all the work and do all the art bits, and you just sit there. So yeah, I'm going to release a guide. I'm going to release a guide of how to ride your friend's coattails because it, it pays off.
0: <laughs> he'll release that once i'm finished writing the guide <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: cody, i need a fiver can you write this for me <laughs> by grace skinner written by cody pennington how <laughs> <Yeah, absolutely. laughs> to find someone to do all the work for you oh, and no. you just you just have to sit there and be loud and swear a little bit and be generally clueless that's my role on this podcast and i'm happy with that role
0: that's all right we're happy with it too also, don't forget, we are planning a Q&A episode that will be released alongside one of our main episodes. It's going to involve me, Greg, and Sam. So if you have any questions at all, it can be questions about history. It can be questions, personal questions about us. Um, not like our birth date and social security numbers and nas- national insurance <laughs> numbers, nothing like that. But if you want to know anything about us, the show, or anything from history, and you want to direct a question to a certain person, me, Greg, or Sam – just email us at info at unfortunatehistory.com. dot uh, com
1: uh- I have a bad feeling about this because I feel like everyone's going to realise that I'm the thickest of the three of us and they're going to send all the artist questions to me, knowing that I won't have a fucking
0: clue what I'm talking about. Well, that's the point, isn't it? So
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you if you or Sam get them, you you guys are semi-competent. If they ask me anything, they could ask me personal questions and I wouldn't know the fucking answer.
0: Well, that's all right. We just <laughs> I just want people to get involved, man.
1: No, I absolutely want people to get involved as well. If you have any questions, please do send them over.
0: Yeah, it would be fantastic if you would because we we really want to hear from you guys and we want to know I want this Q&A to be uh, in depth so um, please just send your questions over info at unfortunatehistory.com doesn't matter what it is just let us know and then also please go to our website unfortunatehistory.com bottom of the homepage and just subscribe to our newsletter that will be in the near future where we post everything because we don't want to be on social media. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hope it <laughs> dies sometime soon. I hate it. But being on, on our mail list, that really helps us out. That'll help us. Um We're not going to pest you or anything like that, but any announcements we have any sort of, uh, like if there's a late episode coming, if like if Monday's episode won't be coming out, we'll put that on the newsletter just so you guys are aware. And then let's see. Oh, let's do a couple of listener shout outs. I think, uh, I think, I think Mars was upset that the last oh, episode. Oh, Mars! Did.
1: Mars will always be upset when we don't release. He will <laughs> let me know about it as well. Mars, a listener from the get go. Um, enough love to Mars. Simon's as Anita as well. Yeah. Always support. Always supportive of the pod. Always listen. It really means the world to us.
0: Erica, thank you so much for your support. She she was one of our listeners that ordered some merch. Hell yeah! Oh! Yeah, if you want to do that, just go to shop.unfortunatehistory.com. Um, it's free shipping to US and uh, UK. That's pretty biatchin', so yeah, do that. <laughs>
1: biatchin', yeah, in this in, in this climate, to get free shipping. Yeah, you're, man. You lucky fuckers, you lucky suds. I haven't even got merch.
0: Yeah, but be warned that in this climate, uh, the shipping can take a while. I think uh, it can take... Upwards to about four weeks or so, um, so just keep that in mind. But you will get your stuff, I promise you. If you order from the website, you will get it. And Erica gave us some glowing reviews on the merch. She bought some shirts and socks, and uh, said that they look great and they fit well, and she loves them. So thank you, Erica, for that. Um, Greg, do you have anything you want to you want to update people on?
1: Actually, I do. I have an EP coming out soon hey. with, um, with, with 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 my band called Hollow Form. We have the video coming out next month, so if you're into sort of rock music, that sort of thing, we will have tunes coming out in the near future. Um, Other than that, that's the only shout-outs I've got.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, Greg's a fantastic drummer, so definitely listen to uh, his band... Very 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 good.
1: Thank you so much Cody. That's the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, well, never again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to follow the show, you can go to unfortunatehistory.com. Subscribe to the new uh, subscribe to the newsletter at the bottom of the homepage. If you want to follow me, just Google Cody Pennington. Greg,
1: if, again, if you want to follow me, just find me on Facebook and I believe um that my new Instagram handle is The Bloody Eagle. Staying, you know, relevant to the podcast. I think that's my new thing. I am now The Bloody Eagle. If you want to follow me on Instagram and see me post stupid pictures of my own face.
0: Well, with all of that done, unfortunately, we got to go, everybody. So stay unfortunate.
1: Stay unfortunate, guys. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye.